stoked you guys are here, no matter how long you've been here. Those of you guys who are visiting for the first time, we are happy you are here as well. Today is a special Sunday here at Reality Ventura. If you didn't know, because of the balloons and the baptismal outside and all of that, uh, we're celebrating our anniversary. We're celebrating also, like even 15, 15 years ago, not just nine, but 15 years ago, the first ever reality church started on this Sunday 15 years ago, Reality Carpinteria, and then nine years ago, this started as a video campus. And then we're kind of celebrating our like one-year anniversary as well of being an autonomous, independent church. So lots of things to celebrate here today. And as you can see, today is a little bit different, right? Like we, there's no pulpit here. We got this microphone stand. I got this little music stand. You probably saw that there's some cameras around here. Um, in my family, when we gather around the dinner table, our five-year-old Kingston likes to remind us that we need to do what we call lollipops and lemons, right? We share what our lollipop was of the day and the lemon of the day. The lollipop is like the best thing that happened in the day. And the lemon is like the most sour thing, the worst thing that happened in the day. Today, uh, we're going to kind of sit around the family table, if you will, the dining room table, and just share lollipops. Okay, just share lollipops. That's why this microphone is here. Usually when we celebrate an anniversary, um, what we always like to do is recall God's faithfulness, like Billy said. And usually we do that through one of the preachers preaching. So what we are doing here today, though, is the same thing. We are here declaring God's faithfulness and character. That is, that is what we are doing here today. However, that is going to happen through you, okay? And we didn't tell you guys this beforehand because we, we knew you wouldn't show up if we told you. <laughs> but you're here already. You can't leave now, okay? So today we are here to declare God's faithfulness and character, but through you. Like I said, usually when we're doing that, we do it through one of the, the, the pastor elders preaching. But today, you're going to do the talking. Now, we're not going to ask you to come share a Bible study or that sermon you've been working on. Actually, please don't do that. Uh, we're, we're, we're asking that you would come testify, rather, that you would come share how God has been and is moving, specifically how he's been moving and worked in the last year. We're finishing up a, a series on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Well, today is like Holy Spirit stories. Today is like Holy Spirit stories about how God has moved in recent months or weeks, specifically in this last year. Psalm 96, 1 through 3 says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Listen to this. Each day, proclaim the good news that he saves. Listen to this. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Now, they weren't talking about book publishing back then, right? There was no such thing a few thousand years ago. They were talking about speaking out. It says then, tell everyone about the amazing things he does. So listen, church, it is right and it is good for us as God's people not just to experience the goodness and faithfulness of God in our own lives, but to also proclaim that, to also publish that, to also testify of that. Some of you have been saved from sin and judgment this last year. Man, testify of that. Some of you have, have been uh, set free from things. There's been some some bondage release, some, some, some things reconcile. Today is the day to testify of that. Um, man, there's so many stories over the last, just even the last few weeks. We're just hearing story after story. There are dozens of stories just held within this room right now of God moving in people's lives powerfully, specifically in the last year. And today is about remembering those things and proclaiming those things. And here is why we are, are doing this. Here is why we are doing this. First of all, because there is power in proclamation. There is power in proclamation. As you speak out, I know some of you guys are just like shaking in your boots right now. Like, I know God's been working in my life, but I don't want to stand up there and tell people about it. Listen, there is power in proclamation. As we speak out what God has done, it's both powerful in our lives, but it's also powerful in our surroundings, in the people's lives around us. And something happens powerfully in the spiritual realm even. We see in the book of Revelation that it says at the end of times that the saints will have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. 
the word of their testimony. There is something powerful about the word of the testimony. Secondly, the reason why we do this is because testifying of God's goodness, testifying of what God is doing and has done, the reciting of that reminds us who God is and what he does. Reciting reminds us. Reciting reminds us who God is and what he has done. And this is a time for us to recite. This is a time for us to recount what God has done and how he is moving in our lives. And it will remind us who he is. It's why the Jews would tell stories over and over and over to their kids about what God had done. They didn't have Bibles. They could just open and read it. And so they would recall out loud. They would speak out loud in their homes what God had done. They would recall his faithfulness because it would remind their family, would remind their children who God is and what he does. Psalm 77 says, I will, I will recall your deeds, O Lord. I will recall your deeds. I will remember what you have done. That's what today is about. And then the, the last reason why we're doing this today is because stories build faith. Stories build faith. Stories of God's faithfulness build faith in one another. It actually reminds us, man, wow, wait, that's who God is? If that's who God is, then I, man, I should have, I can have faith in him to be the same person, I'm going to say the same God, rather, I'm sorry, the same God in my life as he is in somebody else's life. That's who God is. And so as we share today, some of you guys, it's like, dude, God has, God has healed you. God has healed you maybe in your body, in your mind, in your, in your soul. Maybe he has redeemed a situation or a relationship. And it will remind us today God does that stuff. God, God maybe has set you free. It will remind the rest of us God, God does that. And it will build faith in us that, man, this is who God is. This is the kind of stuff that God does. It stirs in us to remind us who God is and the kinds of things that he does. And so it's not just about you today. This is about the edification of the body. That's why we have a microphone to share it publicly. Now, some of you don't have anything significant that you're like, dude, God did this in my last, last, last year. And that's all right. That's fine. Today, we get to be encouraged by that, by the other stories, right? It's okay. We don't all have to share. We don't have time for all of us to share. Um, if God hasn't done something awesome in your last, last year or significant, that's okay. Allow others' stories to stir our faith. But maybe you're here and you're in need of God moving in your life. Maybe you're still waiting for some kind of like, man, God to just break through. Maybe some of you have been waiting for years. Well, maybe today is the day that's going to happen. Maybe some of you guys are here for the first time or maybe first couple of times. You're, you're brand new to even just this whole Jesus stuff in general. Well, maybe th today is the day that, that you surrender and you, you see God's goodness. You see God for who he really is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so us hearing of who God has been should remind us, oh, that's who God is, and that's who God will be. And if he was that in that person's life, that means that he is that and will be that in my life. And maybe you're not in any kind of need today, and that's awesome too, but let's rally around those who are going to be sharing today. Like I said, this is a special day. It's like family day today. Let's, let's rally around those who are going to be sharing. Let's rejoice with them in what God is doing. When we clap when someone's done, man, that's for Jesus. Let's, let's recall, like, yes, let's remember, whoa, yes, Lord, like, you're awesome. This is like 3D on display right now in 2018, how you're moving in someone's life, how you're being faithful to who you are. No matter who you are, Though, let's allow these stories to stir in us faith and to stir in us hearts of worship and praise today. Now, for some of you, the work that God has began um, is very recent. It's like very recent. I know, I know specifically that even in the last few weeks, many people, there's been like just crazy breakthrough and stuff just beginning in people's lives and God is on the move. But what that means, because it's recent, is that you're still kind of maybe processing some of that stuff and you're at the very beginning of that and you may not see the fullness of the effects of what God is doing yet because you're just at the beginning. But you know, you know, man, something is different. Something has started. And so the question is, should I, should I testify? Like, I, I don't even know how to put this fully into words. I don't really exactly know what this means, but I know God started something. Yeah, I think you should still testify. Just 
don't make it more than it is. That's okay that you are in process. Remember, walking with Jesus is a marathon, not a sprint. And in a marathon, every single step counts. And every single step is significant. So even if you don't know the fullness of what it looks like at the finish line, you can still testify about what God is doing right now in this step. It's like if someone uh, bought you a Tesla. My son loves Teslas right now, my 10-year-old. And they handed you the keys to a brand new Tesla. You may not know how all the gadgets work or how to charge it at a charging station or the tax benefits you get from having an electric car, but you know it's good, right? You know it's good. You may not know all the details about what God's doing in your life or how it's all going to pan out, but you know it's good. So testify about what you do know today. I love that kind of testimony because it stirs or reminds us that healing sometimes, uh, freedom sometimes, that there is a process to that. And it displays us not having faith in what the outcome is, but in who God is as his character and the, being the faithful one who finishes what he begins. The Bible says that he will complete that which he has begun in us. So testify about what you do know today. Now, some of you do see the completion. You have seen the completion. Awesome. Testify that about that today. And guys, don't be selfish with it, right? This isn't, this isn't about us. I, I know for some of you standing anywhere in public or talking even in front of like six people out loud is the most terrifying thing that you have ever thought about doing or anybody could ever ask you to do. For some of you, you feel like it's your time to shine. <laughs> You're like, I've been waiting for the microphone. <laughs> well, let me say to both of you, no, it's not. No, it's not the worst thing ever. And no, it's not your time to shine. Today is about Jesus. Today is about Jesus shining. And what that means for the people who are terrified is you can be free, because it's about Jesus, you can be free to be nervous. Like, that's all right, because it's not about you anyways. Anyways, you are free to, to, to be like stuttering through your words, because it's not about you anyways. You're free to break down and start crying when you get up here because it's not about you anyways. This isn't a popularity contest, right? This isn't a, a speech, whatever those things are called. Contest, that they're called speech contest? This isn't a speech contest. As long as you're testifying, listen, as long as you're testifying glorifies God, everybody wins. That's it. That's how, that's how we rank this right now. As long as the testimony glorifies God, everybody wins. Now, if your testimony puts on display your goodness, nobody wins. Okay, that's not, I'm just telling you right now, that's not going to land well here. <laughs> All right? But as long as our testifying brings glory to God, uh, everybody is going to win. So here's how this is going to go down. I'm going to ask Brian and Megan to just come back up on stage here. And then I'm going to end with... Um, the how real quick, how this is going to happen. Because we want to just lay some guidelines, give some helpful hints here. So these are some helpful hints here. And we're going to leave them on the screen just so we can kind of have some parameters. First of all, I want to remind us that the purpose, what this is, is it is a time to declare the wonderful works of God, how God has moved in your life in the last year. Has he healed you? Has he saved you? Has he provided for you? Has he spoken to you? Has he he uh, healed some relationship, redeemed something? How has God moved in your life, specifically declaring and celebrating what God has done in the last year? Now, the purpose, as in what it is not, it is not a time to share thoughts, opinions, concerns, prayer requests, prophecies, words of knowledge, or that new sermon that you've been working on. Those things are all great and valid. This is, just isn't the context for that. Specifically, this is a time to declare what God has done and is doing in your personal life in the last year. Um, here, another helpful hint here is this time should be theocentric. Theocentric meaning God-centered. Not just how bad life was or how bad the situation was, but how good God is. Some context is very helpful, right? Some context to your testifying is very helpful. But we don't want to just share how horrible life was for like 60 seconds straight and then the last two seconds. But God's changing that, right? This is a time to remember 
who God is, what God has done, and we want to keep everything else in its rightful place. It's not that it's not significant. We want to keep it in its rightful place with God being the one who is the faithful one. Speaking of which, credit. We want to make sure that God gets the credit. Everything good ultimately comes from God, even though he may use people, situations, or other things, right? Today we're celebrating his moving and his faithfulness. And so that means that it's not our moving or our faithfulness. It really is God doing the work. And I may get to plant some seeds in somebody's life, and she may get to water some seeds. But ultimately, it's God who gives the increase, right? And so today, we're here to give God the credit. He's the one who starts it, and he's the one who sustains it. Next, what our focus, and I already, I already said this, but I just want to put it up on the screen. Our focus should be the last year. Your story of how God delivered you from that gnarly thing 20 years ago and saved you, that's awesome and valid, but there's just not time to share those kinds of like, everybody's got a story like that. We just all can't share those things today. Specifically today, we're focusing on how God has moved and is moving recently in the last year. Um, and then brevity. We want to keep it to like one minute, okay? If, if you start pushing like three minutes, there, there's this little alarm that goes off in the back. It just starts like, just kidding. It doesn't actually but uh, we want to keep it to about one minute just so we can all share. So that means you really got to condense it. So as before you come up, just think like, dude, what are the most pertinent details that I need to share? Um, how can I like set this up with the most pertinent, broad details that will help testify of what God is doing right now, but still have like powerful impact? How can I do that in a short, like around one minute kind of time there? Um, and then lastly, make, just introduce yourself. It, it's a, there's a lot of people, there's hundreds of people that attend this church, and so we don't all know each other. So when you get up to the microphone, just say, hi, my name is so-and-so. Um, you don't have to tell us what you do for a living or how old you are or when your birthday is. But just your name um, would be good just to give it some personal context there. And then just an FYI, uh, we're, we always record Sundays, we record the sermons, and then we post them online so that others can be edified, people who are both a part of the body at Reality Ventura, but also in the world. Sometimes sermons might have like thousands of views or listens. So we're going to record all this today, and then we're going to put them together and put them online. If you don't want your story to be included in that, that's totally fine. It can just stay here and not be online, but you just got to let us know. Find, find me or email me, and uh, I'll let the guys editing this week know, hey, this testimony, tell me what you were wearing, what your name was. They don't want to be included, so make sure we edit them out. That's totally fine. But I will say this. If you're okay with it, if you're okay with it, God will use it. God will use it beyond this room and beyond what happens in here today, potentially in thousands of people's lives. So I would encourage you, maybe don't be selfish with that, but if you don't want it, no problem. Just let us know. So here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to dim the lights, uh, and this mic is set up here. I will stand up here. I'll help you adjust it. Um, I'll tell you if you need to get closer to it. And in just a minute, um, Megan is just going to start us off by singing that, that bridge and chorus that we just finished with a minute ago where it said, um, all of God's promises are yes and amen, and that we, we rest and we trust in the promises of God. And so here's how this is going to work. Billy's going to be over here by the stairs, and we're just going to start to line up over here. I know this is a little bit different of a Sunday, guys, but this is good. This is, this is family stuff, and then we're celebrating later with the baptism and barbecue. So, man, if you're visiting, sorry, this is Family Sunday at Reality Ventura. I hope you enjoy it. But I think most people here, this is your body. This is your people. So let's like embrace this. I know it's different than what we normally do, but let's embrace this. Billy's going to be over here um, letting you know when to come on stage. And then just FYI, every few testimonies, we might just pause and, and pause people coming on stage and just sing like a chorus or a bridge because it's good as we hear of God's faithfulness, it's good for us to like allow that to respond, right, and do something in us so that we can respond um, instead of just welling up inside of us praise, it's good for us to just take a minute and pause. So we might sing a chorus or two or three here or there, but Billy will let you know when it's time to come on stage. So we're going to sing this chorus and this bridge here and uh, just, start, just start lining up. Now listen, everybody who's thinking about it right now is waiting for you 
to get up first. I know that's scary. So, guys, the rest of us, let's not, like, be junior hires and just, like, watch. Like, is somebody going to get up? Right? We don't have to do that. Let's worship. Let's, let's, let's sing this bridge and this chorus. Let's remember God's faithfulness. If you want to testify about what God has done in your life, get up um, and start lining up. All right, over here. Good morning. Uh, my name is Matt. And for some reason over the past year, I had a really hard time opening my Bible and reading it. Like I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I don't know why. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. A couple months ago, I started going to uh, Radical Recovery, and they gave me this Life Recovery Bible. And I can't put it down. Thank you. My name's Greg. Uh, God put it on our hearts to start a Christian church, uh, to reestablish a Christian surfers chapter here uh, about two months ago. But this last week we had a gathering, and after the gathering we had a, a prayer group. And uh, one of our, our members is off all of his uh, psychotic medication. It's been over two weeks now. He's feeling just amazing. So praise God on that. Uh, we also had uh, a prayer for... Um, one of the, the daughters had brain surgery and she had a, a plate in her head. There was some concern because there was thinning of the, of the uh, skin tissue. And after prayer, they went back uh, last week and they actually were able to remove the plate because the skull is growing back. So The third one, we had a brother that's a semi-professional surfer, and he was having some physical conditions where all of his uh, potassium levels had dropped literally in the water. He couldn't even paddle, had to be helped out of the water. Um, so they were thinking that like it was life-threatening, like he could, he could die. And he went last week after prayer, completely normal, was feeling good. So we give God praise for that as well. And uh, just on a more lighter note, uh, we had a, a buddy just get back from a, a fishing trip last uh, yesterday with his church, and he was just giving this, uh, he was telling that they were all fishing and they weren't really catching much, and they, they said, why don't we pray? And after they prayed, they literally all got their limit. They said 30 seconds after, probably 15 seconds after they got done praying, they all started hooking up on fish. They had so many that they all got their limits and they were able to come home. But I really think that's prophetic in the sense that, you know, we are fishers of men. So as we go out and we preach God's word, God's going to give us a harvest. So we see that today. Hi, uh, my name's Christine. I do not like public speaking, so I'm going to read um, this email that I sent last week when they asked us to send our uh, praise, praises. Um, as some of you know who know me in the church, uh, we lost our house in the Thomas Fire. Um, but the night of the fire, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, your house will burn down, and it is okay, because I have you, and I'm your father. Um, try not to cry. <laughs> Um, and he told me things will be okay and they may even be better. Um, so I'm just going to read a quick summary of um, kind of the major things. Um, he gave us never-ending hope, peace, and faithfulness in a time of confusion and answered many prayers that I had been praying for, such as more neighborhood community, not feeling like, sorry babe, I was in my husband's bachelor pad, <laughs> um, but more like we were married and um, a couple um, more opportunities to witness financial freedom from my student loans, and he answered all of them in ways we couldn't even imagine. 
I got to work, reduce my work hours to spend more time with our children. I got to keep our health benefits um, and ongoing prayer for years with the kids and just the struggle over that. We were able to buy a house in the Keys, which we feel God has directed us to, and with the insurance money, pay off my student loans, which was crazy. Um, we're moving to, into a house together, buying furniture together, and just feeling like we're more one um, unit under God. And so I just want to praise God for all those things and for his faithfulness. Thank you. My name's Kathy. I'm Brian. <laughs> this is my husband, Brian. Um, I, uh, I'm going to fast or go back to when I was young. I grew up in a Christian home. My grandparents were missionaries. My family were Christians. I thought I was a Christian. I thought I was saved. Um, I wasn't. Fast forward to now. Um, back in, I think it was February. I was scrolling through my social media, and uh, my dear friend Jody Malia had posted um, a Bible study that was coming up here at Reality, the Finding I Am Bible study. And so I'm like, oh, I'll check that out. And before that, God had been kind of, I felt, I always say he's kind of nudging me. I've got to get up. I should read the Bible, you know, and, you know, start changing things. And so I went to the Bible study that was the first Bible study. It was really great. And then um, one day I was home by myself, kids at school, he's at work. And I'm all of a sudden I feel really grateful for everything that I have. So I'm like, I'm gonna thank the Lord. And I get on my knees, I'm in the middle of my dining room and I'm on my knees and I'm thanking him. And all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed and I feel, it feels like somebody is like literally pushing me to my knees. Like somebody's hands have me on my shoulders and forcing me on my face, and I'm on my face, and then all of a sudden I'm having sin revealed to me that I forgot about, sin that um, I didn't realize was sin. It was horrifying. It was just horrifying because I'm compare, I was comparing it to how uh, glorious God is. I mean, it, it's my sin and how depraved, and I'm, I was a wretch. A wretch and then but then overwhelming love love the love of God overwhelming me and and forgiving me of everything that I've ever done that I I, re, I was repenting and thanking him all at the same time and when I, I snot bubbles like me it's not just tears I'm sweating and I get up and I'm by myself and I'm like Thank you, Jesus. And from that day on, I couldn't stop talking about Jesus. My, even my husband's like, I'm going to pray that you're, I, I can't take it anymore. He's all, <laughs> and my kids are like, Mom. And, you know, I wanted to go knock on people's doors. Do you know that Jesus loves you and that if you repent, you'll go to heaven and be with him and he'll reveal your, himself to you? The word was revealed to me like never before in the Bible. I understand the Bible. I mean, it's a, it's a miracle. It was a miracle. And that leads right into my husband. I, um, was, I prayed for him, and I got to the point where I was fully prepared to be patient. I'm a Lord, I'm going to be patient because I know you answered my prayers. You're faithful. Um, I'm going to be patient. Well, <laughs> he answered my prayer right away. Boom. Okay, you. <laughs> my name is Brian again. Um, yeah, my whole life I grew up maybe a little bit of Catholic background. Had this impression you had to be pretty much baptized no matter what. Uh, we got married, her Christian family. I was at church one day and got baptized, and looking back, it wasn't real. Just thought it was something you had to do. Um, and then when she got saved, I uh, started going to Bible group with Jody. Church, she'd bring me here. Kind of was never really into church I'd come I'd read the Bible a little bit I was always out of tune and uh, one day out with her brother who's a pastor he kind of sparked some intellectual 
thing where I wanted to look up a few things. I won't get into what that is, but um, I started doing some reading, still coming to church and Bible group, and I could see how everybody in group and church had that desire, had God in them, and I wanted that. I just told myself, I get it. I need proof. I really need something, I guess, to believe. And uh, uh, August 6th of this year, I was sitting in here, and Dominic was preaching, and no offense, I wasn't really tuned in. He was... (laughs) It's not you. I only, I'm only saying that to show the significance of what happened to me. And uh, he was praying at the end, and, and I was thinking about food, taxes, <laughs> everything. I have a lot of brain shatter like most people. And, and at one point, my mind just became totally clear. I got just blank, like, like I was in the zone. And I was talking to myself, like, wow, my mind's really clear. I wasn't paying attention to anything. And only saying that because there wasn't any emotion or anything caught up in what I was doing. And my mind was just so clear. I was talking to myself like, whoa, I can't believe my mind has no chatter. And, and uh, the word Galatians popped into my head. I'd never really, I knew what Galatians, the word, I'd never knew what it was. I didn't know who Paul was. And so I'm thinking about that word. And then Galatians 12 popped into my head. Um, no idea what that was. We left, Googled it on my phone. When we got to the car, I thought maybe something popped into my head. Uh, it was nothing because obviously it's Galatians 1 through 6. Uh, Went to the store and Googled it again, nothing. And we got home, she's putting the groceries away and I grabbed my Bible, um, just happened to look through it. Really didn't see anything and before I closed it, I saw Galatians 1.12 and it is, for I neither received it from man nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that pretty much, I didn't realize God spoke to me here that day at church. It took a while for me to realize that. And uh, there was people around me, I guess, teaching it. I was around it. My wife was bombarding with me with it. I was wondering how I would get saved. And that's how it happened. It was so simple. He told me how it was going to be done as he did it to me. So that's my testimony. Good morning. My name is Karsten. Um, a year ago, the Lord gave me this verse. Hebrews 6:19. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. And I know it's not crazy. It's not like anything crazy has been going on in my life. But this past year has been, I've been challenged uh, professionally and in many ways. And, and God's God gave me this verse a year ago, and I needed it all year long. I've been, it's been an anchor, a rock and an anchor for my soul. And I, I just felt like that was important for me to share today. So that's it. Well, I'm Shane, Amber, and Jordan, and we've got two. Um, I started dating Amber, and I came to reality about six years ago. And at the time, I was legally blind, and I needed a transplant. And in the home group we were in, we had another gentleman that had the same disease. And his brother's an optometrist, and he through a whole bunch of stuff he worked with the doctor and was able to get me the transplant where I didn't have to pay a single dollar so coming from not being really in church growing up to getting that experience and knowing what a family truly was gave us hope and I'm gonna let Amber tell the second part (laughs) Um, and we really needed it because after we decided we were gonna have a baby we tried for four years and the doctors finally said, guys, it's not going to happen. It's time to give it up. You know, let's look at other options. Um, and last year, we went to the doctor and they said, hey, guess what? You're pregnant. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this is our little miracle baby. So she's nine weeks old now. And that's just something the Lord has done for us. Just given us this hope that we know that we can trust him regardless of situation and whatever the outcome, his way is the best. And, you know, four years of praying. And And his timing is the best. And his timing is the best. Four years of praying, and here she is. So that's what the Lord's done. 
Hey guys, my name's Mark. Um, 2018 uh, has been a heck of a year for, uh, for my family, and that's, a, that's an appropriate word, heck. Um, just unexpected stuff, and I know some of you guys know what that means, but in February I was driving out to Loma Linda, um, just expecting that my sister was, was not going to make it. Um, in the ICU with a, with a brain tumor that we didn't know she had and her liver was failing. Had no idea why, we still don't even know. And then um, just a couple of months ago, July, um, my, my sweet wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, she'll be here second service, so I'm stealing her thunder this one, but Man, so many of you guys prayed for, for my sister and, um, and for my wife, and, and thank God they're, they're both recovering um, so well. My sister has had surgeries, and it, it seems like it's something likely she's, she's going to do so well, and all of test results for my wife have, have been positive, and just answers to prayer um, that she's going to recover from this, and we're so thankful for that, but the... I'm thankful for, for Jesus that he has answered our prayers that way, but I also want to say the best thing about Jesus is that before we knew those good outcomes, the best thing about Jesus is the, is the hope that he gave us and that I have learned now a few times that is in spite of outcomes, there is an unshakable hope that he makes us unshakable, that we have this safety that in spite of how the test results come out, that, that we are safe for eternity. And as I'm standing, pacing the, the halls, um, waiting for my wife to come out of surgery, um, songs that, that we sing here in church and songs that God gave Brian and Katie that, that have been written in our church like stronger. My God is stronger. Strong enough to overcome what stands in front of me. Those are the songs and the truths that, that are going through my head as we're waiting to, to find out. And I'm just so thankful that, that that is the God that we have. And if you don't know a God like that, who can make you unshakable in spite of of what comes your way and give you safety and security that is above and beyond whatever the test results say. Um, I gotta tell you, Jesus is, is right here and he wants you to know him and he wants to give himself to you. Hey, my name is Gamil Zavala. Um, for the past year, I've been living in Tijuana uh, with my wife and our two children, um, Issei and Ayan, my wife Rebecca, and we're doing a, a year of missionary training with Radius International. Um, it was intimidating to go there, but, but God was really there with us. Uh, not only did we learn about church planning and how to learn a language, but God was there working on our personal character, on our marriage, and on our parenting. So we've been back for about two and a half months. Uh, we're doing a little bit more uh, Bible training online um, before we do one final semester with our sending agency. Um, and then our goal is to return to Mexico and do a church plant amongst the unreached indigenous uh, people group. Um, so we know that it's only through God's spirit that we can even begin to be obedient to his call and he's been with us the whole time. So. My name is Randy, and I've been coming to reality since it opened in Carpinteria. And I've been saved for a long, long time, since 71. But what the Lord has done in my life in the last year, especially the last six months, has been just so amazing. And I went through a failure in my life after I became a Christian. And, and because of that, I had a lot of fear and uh, just a lot of shame and guilt. And even though the Lord brought me back to himself, I still had all that fear that I was dealing with for like 15 years. 
I gave testimony of this about a, a couple months ago, but, but anyway, the Lord has just totally delivered me from all that, all that fear and doubt and shame, and it's, it's been a huge miracle, and it's, it hasn't changed. I mean, it's been getting better and better. I've been getting closer to the Lord, and then about a month after that, I've been going to the doctor, and I found out that I had cancer, and uh, so I came to Dom after on Wednesday night prayer meeting. By the way, if you don't come to Wednesday night, you really need to. They're amazing. And so I came to Dom after the prayer meeting, and I said, I told Dom that I had been diagnosed with that. And so he, he prayed for me, and, we, and it was an amazing prayer, just, just really powerful. And so I had gone back to the doctor, and, and, uh, and I was supposed to have another, a couple more tests. So I had some more tests done. And then that Sunday, I came up for prayer. Uh, uh, Don Tucker and, and Jamia Tucker prayed for me, and uh, Pam and uh, Hugh uh, anointed me with oil and prayed for me. And so when I first found out about it, I had a lot of fear hit me at, at first. But almost immediately, the Lord just dispelled all that fear, and he put a gratitude in my heart that I, it was just, you just don't understand how that, that would be. But he, he, I had a gratitude and a thankfulness in my heart but while I still thought I had it. And so I went to the doctor then after uh, having a biopsy and all that done, and, and the doctor says, well, I don't understand this myself, but you don't have anything. You don't have cancer at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, but like Mark was saying, the thing that was amazing to me was when I was told I had it, I had such a peace about it. And it was almost like a win-win situation. If the Lord heals me, then all glory to God. And if he doesn't, if he would take me home, then it's far better to be with Christ. And so, but I've had a number of my family, I've had in the last eight to ten years, I've had six people in my family die of cancer, so that's what I was up against. But, uh, but the Lord healed me, and, and I'm just so thankful. Just... Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, so my whole life, I have struggled with chronic illness, and uh, have always held very tightly to it, um, not being open with family or friends about how hard it is, uh, not being open with myself about the fear and anxiety and depression that it's caused in my life, and most of all, not being open with God and surrendering it to Him. Um, I always was afraid to pray for healing because if healing didn't come, what happens then? Um, and the beginning of this year, I had a friend sit down with me and just ask why I was so closed off about it and why I couldn't surrender it. And she challenged me to pursue healing in every aspect of my life. And I started talking about it and telling our community here, um, telling family, telling friends, asking for prayer and praying myself that God would just bring healing. And through that, he started to transform just my entire outlook on it all. He, um, he brought a flood of encouragement and love and support that I always needed but didn't even know how much I needed. Um, he replaced that anxiety that was crippling at times with hope and um, took depression and replaced it with joy. And um, I used to be so afraid thinking about the future and um, not being able to picture my life long-term living with illness and um, always longing to be with Jesus in heaven. And he's taken that and given so much hope for a better future, um, knowing that he is with me in all of this and he has purpose through all things. Um, and though physical healing has not come, I think the healing that we all prayed for has come because my life has been totally transformed and my heart and my spirit and my mind have been renewed through his perfect love and um, just knowing that he is present and that he is good through all things.
Hi, I'm Carrie, and I just wanted to testify to um, the power of God's word. Um, this has been an intense, I can't believe it's September. This has been an intense nine months of a year so far. Um, but I was, began by studying um, Psalm 119 um, this year, and in it it says, if your instructions hadn't, was, hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. And while that might sound a little dramatic, um, God's word is dramatic like that, and he, he has met me each step along the way and um, sustained me with joy. And then Sunday after Sunday, coming to church, whoever was uh, preaching would affirm or confirm um, things that the Lord was showing and like unfolding in his word and has used um, people in this uh, body here to encourage and walk through things with me. So I'm just grateful, just grateful. Thank you. church. My name's Melissa. Sorry, I'm really scared. I've just been going through a season um, in my marriage that has been really challenging and difficult and has brought a lot of fear of the unknown, the future. But I stepped out in faith in knowing that God is in control, not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. But I just am here to say that God is so faithful in ways that I couldn't even imagine. He has provided for me as I've obeyed him and walked in trust, regardless of um, whether my marriage is going to thrive and be reconciled or not. Um, it's just been a season where I've had to just face a lot of fear in different ways. And he's been there and opened doors and he has restored me to myself as the daughter that he created me to be. And I'm not fully there yet. Probably never will be on this side of heaven. But I know my identity is in him and him alone. It's not in the security of this world or my marriage or me as a wife or a mom. It's in him. And I've just seen how I've put my security and my identity and things outside of him. And so he's just aligning me back to, and calling me back to him fully. And it has been amazing. And he's so worth it. He's so worth it. And so I just give all the glory to him. And just, um, yeah, we have amazing God. I'm Ashley. Um, I just want to testify this morning um, about our community group and how God has just been face faithful this season. Um, our community group's always been very structured, and we didn't have kids. It was like very, I mean, we're such a family, but we never had the kids. It was, you know, everyone always found a babysitter or grandparents watched or whatever. But this season, um, the leaders just really felt the Lord telling us to have the kids there, and it was not comfortable. Um, God has always blessed us um, as hosts, but it was hard some weeks. Um, and it was distracting, and God was so sweet to just, um, to just allow the kids to bond, and the sweet relationships they have is, like, amazing. Um, the way that they just give each other hugs and draw each other pictures and... 
just talk about Jesus together now is so sweet, and that would have never happened if we didn't step outside of our comfort zone. And I just want to encourage you guys to do that, to step outside your comfort zone, because God is faithful, and he will um, do amazing things when we do that. And so those kid re- kids' relationships um, and just fostering them in into the kingdom is so important, and that's what we're called to do. And um, that would have never happened if we didn't step out. And this, um, this past year, I've struggled a lot with postpartum depression and having all those children. <laughs> Sorry. And our home at times was not easy, but even with that postpartum depression, God has been faithful in that, and he is bringing me through that. And I really struggled with joy in motherhood at times, and I've asked for prayer, and Carrie was so sweet to pray for me in that, Um, as well as people in our community group. And um, I had so much fear and anxiety about anyone knowing that I was struggling with that. But um, God is carrying me through, and he is faithful each and every day, and he is giving me joy in motherhood and just teaching me and um, teaching me to be a good mother to my children. And the most important thing in motherhood is to teach them about him and the goodness of God. And he is their ultimate father, and he's a much better parent than I ever could be. So... Praise God for all of that.